Hi, I'm Mike Palin. And I'm Mary Palin. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which we call... Mondays with Mike and Mary. You know, all weekend long, Mary and I think about our most recent R-squared coaching sessions and select just for you some highlights. Yeah, either a parade of techniques or an ask the experts that we think is going to help you in your business. And these come from the smartest... Most generous. And the best trained agents in North America. Just remember, because what happens on R squared stays, stays on, on R squared, it's confidential. So, so we don't use names. Now, if you'd like to find out how R squared coaching could help you in your business, go to floydwickman.com and you'll find the most affordable and the most effective coaching program on the planet. And now, here's Mondays, Mondays with, with Mike, Mike and, and Mary. Mary. How much fun did you have this week? Oh my gosh, I had such great calls. It was so hard to choose a parade of techniques and even harder to choose an Ask the Experts question. I just love working with smart people. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. And when I choose, I don't know how you do this, but I always try and choose something that's different than what I've done before that will help the most yes. people that are listening. Yes. Did you know we have like a whole bunch of people listening and they're not just our squared people. It's it's awesome. <gasps> Oh, I've got stage fright now. Oh, stop. <laughs> That's great. You know, the more we can spread Floyd's philosophies and his teachings and the smart stuff we learn from his students, the better the world's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe some of them will come to Business Breakthrough. Maybe. Guess what? We're going to do it. It's live and in person. Of course, we have to be social distanced, but we are not canceling. Everything else in your life has canceled. Work and family, not us. We're getting together. Well, we're not getting together. We're going to be six feet apart, but we're going to be live at the River Center Marriott. Go to our website. Sign up now because there's a limited number of seats. Okay. By the, by the way, do you have a parade of techniques? I do. I do. Okay, I do. Good. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. All right. So do you know how, I mean, obviously we have the buy-sell technique to handle this, but do you know how people that want to buy a house before they sell theirs. You know, this is and a really hard time. And they have to sell before they can buy? Well, yeah. Yes. Because this is a really hard time for that to happen, though, yes, because there's no inventory, right? Right. So why should I put my house on the market? And, and listen to this. My house is going to sell in a day with multiple offers. How many people would agree, show of hands, unless you need both hands on the steering wheel, that right now, a lot of the listings you could take right now, this, they're right it's going to sell in a day, maybe 48 hours for sure. They're going to have multiple offers and there's nothing for them to buy. Okay. So Who are they going to pick to say yes to what I'm in the middle of a parade of techniques. Okay. Okay. Wait and say that at the All end. Right. Okay. So anyway, we have this brilliant student and she's invented this thing. Oh, you're going to love this idea because what do you do for these people? Well, first thing you do, is you get their listing entirely ready to go. You get the, all the photos right, done. Right. Now, this might be hard in the north because any minute we could have snow, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, all right. So you get everything done, every marketing. All you have to do is push the button and boom, everything is ready to go with no notice whatsoever. Then you find them a house. Now, sometimes we have a pocket listing. Sometimes somebody else has a pocket listing. Sometimes there's a house, maybe they're moving up to a higher price range. 
that sells a little bit slower, whatever, you have to find them a house before they've sold theirs. Now, this is so countercultural. Wait, just wait, because here comes the best part. All right. You make an offer, and here's what you do. You request that that homeowner remove their house from the market for 72 hours. Then you go back and push that button and you sell the buyer's home in 24 hours and they remove their contingency. Oh, and this is happening. This is working. Like this is causing transactions. I'm so thrilled. I love this idea. So, oh, by the way, you have them sign their listing contract too. So the only thing that has to happen is push the button. Right. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. Neat. I know. All right, top that. Or did you have a comment that you wanted to throw out there? Well, no, I don't want to make a comment because it's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. And my parade of techniques is related to it. No way. Yes. And it is along the same vein or has the same kind of root because... This is a phrase, and it might have been the first time I've ever heard this phrase, but it's really smart. And the phrase is transaction tree. Ooh, I want to write that down. Transaction tree? Every transaction has roots and it has branches. Okay. Now, what's the root? The root is your client. The relationship? The root is the deal you're putting together. Okay. But what are the branches that go off from it? Like if they sell, are they going to buy? And if someone buys their house... Um, are they, do they have something to sell? We're not, we're not using the root of our transaction to spread those branches out and connect with all the other people who are mm. attached to it. If mm. you think of that, you know, for every listing you get, you should be holding multiple open houses and generating leads from that. Those are part of the branches of this transaction tree. But you can't because everything sells so fast. And so you got to find a way to do it? That might be the reality okay. today okay. or tomorrow, but it isn't always going to be that way. Okay. And there's some things you can do, too, like not accept any offers until after an open house, right? There you go. Okay. So cool if we start concept. thinking of every transaction we do as having branches and as a tree and growing for us, and trees bear fruit. Yeah. So... Start thinking that way, and just like your parade of techniques, if we start thinking about every single deal in a different way, you know, your parade of techniques is do your job. What is our job? It's to coordinate a purchase and a sale and moving and serving clients. And everything we, every time we do that, we help more people. So spread your wings. Spread your branches, bear fruit from every transaction. Yeah, what if you started thinking about one transaction as how can I multiply this and double and triple my, this is, I got one, how can I turn this into three? And you know where that came from? It came from the assignments we give out prior to the business breakthrough. Oh. Right? What are the sources of my yep, business? Yep, yep, yep. And that's where it begins. I do love you it. haven't asked the experts? Ooh, ooh, for I us. do. I got to turn the page. Yes, I do. I do. Okay, so you know, one thing I love to do. I've got certain teams that this happens a little more regularly on. Uh, you know, I'm having trouble with this particular listing. I want to get it sold. I'm having trouble with this particular buyer. This particular. So anyway, 
we on occasion will type in the actual address of the property. You've probably heard this before in a podcast and then give advice, yes. you know, like, okay, so that's what happened here. So we have a student who has a very nice house and it's in a tricky price range, pretty high end where all of a sudden they went from having no inventory to having six months worth of inventory in this price range. Sure. All right. It's a move up price range. So, okay, what's the address? I want to look at this house. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, gorgeous. And the drawback, the perception of our students, our agent, Wickman trained agent is, here's what's holding back the showings, the activity, the offers. It's got three bedrooms instead of four. So most of the properties in this price range, most of these big, giant, gorgeous houses have four bedrooms it's trying to compete with the fourth bedroom now it does have a loft and they're using the loft as an office and so what should i do how should i market it is it okay to change that in the mls what could i do to say you know without much work you could have a fourth bedroom and gosh the advice was so incredible like, oh, I do this all the time. It's non-conforming. It would be easy for a seller to, you know, or for the new buyer to turn it into a fourth bedroom. And then one of our students who got advice on this before and went and found a virtual stager and then applied and used that virtual stager, sent the photos that she created or that were created for her a month or so ago when the same topic came up mm -hmm. and we all freaked out. <laughs> so the, the bottom line advice was show what it is now in your photos and then show the virtual staging, which they would draw the walls in and you could see what that fourth bedroom would look like. Yeah. And so I want to recommend this stager because it was amazing when she, sh when she showed us the pictures because she did the before and after so there was a closet with all these clothes hanging, all these colors, and the clothes are practically touching. And then in the staging photo, there's no clothing and there's no closet. And you could use, it was really could be used as a small bedroom. Mm -hmm. And it even had a, I mean, it was just totally cool. So anyway, I'm going to recommend this virtual stager. You spell it with a V like in Victor, I, S like in Susan, V, I, S. And then there's a hyphen. And then the word home, H-O-M-E. VIS-home.com. And here's what the cost was. Because, you know, what stops us? We go, oh, it probably cost thousands of dollars. No, it was $40 per picture. So you send them the picture as it is now, and you get back a picture with the same hallway colors and woodwork and everything, but everything else has changed. And I just was so amazed. It was totally cool. And what a great way to serve your seller. So there's the fourth bedroom for you. And you know what else it could be? What? That's what I was thinking. A homeschool classroom or a home office. Ooh. How many how many buyers are looking around thinking, we need a homeschool classroom. We need a home office. With a door that shuts. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. What is the uh, Chinese character for crisis? It's a combination of danger and opportunity. What do you... How are you looking at this? You know, is it danger or is it an opportunity? It's both, right? Absolutely. I yeah. love it. And you mm -hmm. must have an Ask the Experts question. Oh, I'm going to conflate a couple of them. Oh, because, boy. 
we're getting buyer questions a lot. Yeah. Much more so. I mean, listings are the name of the game. And one of our folks had a question from a buyer of his who saw a new listing on, you guessed it, the internet. Yeah. And it was listed for 490000 And so he gets a call from the buyer yeah. saying, what are the odds they'd take four seventy? Oh. Now, what does Floyd Ooh, teach us let's to Let's have do? lots of calls. I'll take one of those a day, please. Yeah. I know exactly what to say. Yes. Well, the answer is the odds that they'll take 470 are zero. If you're just asking me the question, put it on paper. Let's see what they do. I don't make those decisions, not for you and not for them. No. Nope. But the real question is red flags. When you, who, how do you decide who to devote time to in which, this market? Which buyers? Yeah, exactly. Are, yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you know when buyers are, and here's the word, valid. Okay. Someone you want to work with and devote time to. Sure. Someone who's not hinky. And so my suggestion was, we'll go back to Floyd's valid buyer criteria. Uh-huh. And the answer I got was, what's, what's that? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. So where were you at session seven? Come yeah. on. Pre-approval, not verbal, right? proved pre-approval right. in writing from how about multiple lenders? Uh, how about proof of funds? That's who you devote time to. And you go back, willing to disclose all the information you need. How many boxes do they check on the valid buyer criteria? Are they ready? Are they willing? Are they able? Are they loyal? Are the, dis- the decision makers? Are the decision makers? <laughs> are you working with yeah. the decision makers? Yeah. The principles. Go back to your, what we know. What we know works in any market. And the real answer was, you decide what your standards are. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, they may be fluid. They may be flexible. But in this market, they got to check the boxes. Or you don't devote time to them. Set your standards. I had somebody who worked weeks with somebody who said they were pre-approved. Oh. And it turns out no. they weren't. Yeah. Oh, no. That's why you always convince them to get two lenders. You guys have heard that right before. Right. You know, it's how you sell the buyer on the benefit to the buyer. Because no buyer wants to get another lender to approve them. Right. But. If this makes the difference, when we find a house, instead of overpaying on the price, because for some agents, that's the only way a buyer can get a house is to overbid everybody else. Well, my buyers have two lenders lined up standing there ready to give give them a loan. And let me go back to number one on the valid buyer criteria, okay? I get the call. And the buyer prospect says, I saw this listing for 490000 You think they'd take four seventy? What's number one on the valid buyer criteria? Will they C-I-T-O? That's how this works. Come into my office. Virtual Wherever office. that happens to be. Right? Online or over at Starbucks or is Starbucks still open uh, or open yet? The drive through uh, is. Yes. Let's let's get, get together. together first. Uh-huh. Yes, come into my office to be qualified. Select and look with the right attitude, and that's somebody you decide to devote time to. 
And then you determine if they're ready, willing, and able, and you're dealing with the principles. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that if you haven't actually met the buyer, that you don't have a buyer? I think that's what I just heard us say. Well, you have... You've uh, talked to them a lot. You've sent them a lot of stuff. You texted them multiple times. Right. Are they your buyer? So they're a, a, a wish, a hope, a dream, an expectation, but they're not a prospect. Who is a prospect? Yeah, somebody who admits to you that they have a need and will meet your criteria. Now, you determine what your standards are. If What did Floyd say about number one waste of time in real estate? Showing homes to lookers. People who are never going to make an offer on anything. So if time is of the essence, if, if it's at a premium for you right now, and I think for most of us it is, because most of our folks are really busy right now, be careful. Set your standards. This is who I decide to devote time to. And I think your Ask the Experts is the same. That, that parade of techniques about coordinating. Yeah. Putting the listing a on the new market. creative oh, way yeah. to take a buyer who's really a looker because yep. they have a house to sell and turn them into a firm buyer. You betcha. Thank I you, like Mary. It. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, listeners. Thanks, everybody. Come to Business Breakthrough. <laughs>